0: Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Raley. Our scenario is entitled Dead Man Stomp, and it was written by Mark Morrison. Our GM for this scenario is Jen Coulter, and this is episode two. Well, it's my turn to give the recap, and I'm going to be doing it as Trixie Love. So, that being said, let's begin our journey into the darkness. Well thank you so much for having me over for coffee You're such a doll It's been kind of rough ever since my uh, Pookie died I keep making the rounds of the sympathy circle A couple times even Just to put my feelers out You know, for like a, a new sugar daddy Oh my god, I almost forgot to tell you I actually ended up in the offices of none other Then Nathan Scrivener. Talk about a big shot. Now there's a man with class. What? Uh, Of course, I turned on the charm. Holy hoodles, if I can get that guy between the sheets, I'll be set for life. Dangerous? Of course he's dangerous. But he's also a gentleman. He would certainly protect a lady in distress. I'm sure with a minimum amount of effort, I can bag that egg. Apparently, he's been trafficking in this top-shelf rum from the Caribbean, and he needed one of us to find out who was double-crossing him. Someone was stealing the hooch right off the dock when it came in. One of his guys even got put in the hospital. The others? Well, let me see. There's that Irish boy, Jack Riley, and uh, oh, that old greaseball, Richie Tortellini, Oh, and the dreamy one, Sam Bowie, he ain't got no wedding ring on his finger, and from his clothing, I can tell he's not doing too bad. Oh, and there was some other guy came along later. I think, I think he's called uh, Big Jer. Jer, you know, like Jerry but shorter. Oh, yeah, and there's uh, there's this street tramp named Victoria Vaseline. I know. You don't even have to guess how she got that name, the whore. Think she's going to muscle in on my turf? Is she pretty? Well, I suppose if you uh, bathed her a few dozen times and bought her something to wear other than Woolworths, she might look pretty decent. Wait, Wait a second. Whose side are you on? So let me finish my story. I start making the rounds, you know, pretending to be all sad and helpless. I, uh, I had a chat with Paul and Saul Manichetti over at Richie Greaseball's place. Well, don't worry why I was there. Him? Huh. He's the kind of guy who thinks with his stomach. Meatball subs aren't bad, though, you know. Although uh, I think maybe they might be a little better over at Maestro's. Anyway... They don't know anything about the missing rum, so I left and went over to Giovanni Battalucci's place. Well, hey, okay, look, I know he's old and probably shriveled up down there, but he's got enough dough to make a girl feel really comfortable, and he's probably not going to last much longer. A- anyway, you keep interrupting my story. Right in the middle of our chat, Gio offers me some high class rum that he procured from the Bonato Gang. And I knew right then and there I had a clue. So I finagled him to let me have the label. Then I thought, I I just asked him for it. I made up a story about how Anthony liked collecting labels. And then I asked him if he would mind. Well, all right, well, let me finish. Anyway, so I took the label back to Mr. Scrivner. And now we're all going to the Blue Haven Ballroom tonight. No, not with Scrivno, with Sam Bowie. Haven't you been listening to a word that I said? Anyway, I gotta go. It was real nice talking to you. See you tomorrow, sweetie.
1: That was really nice, Tom. I like that. Or should I say, Trixie Love? Trixie. Trixie Trixie. Well, the night arrives. You find your way over to the blue heaven. It's not exactly hidden. I mean, it looks like it's pretty... It looks like any other building. I mean, it, it doesn't... it's not very out in the open. You would expect as much from a hidden uh, speakeasy like it. But heading down, you uh, park your car, whoever is driving, and get out. But what first... Uh, kind of cause you some trouble is that you can't seem to find the door in. I mean, you, you'd, you'd expect that to be the case. I mean, it is a pretty underground establishment, but finding the door is proving to be a problem. Maybe it's in the alleyway or something.
0: Well, I don't know where Sam is, but you know, we got to get inside. Where's the door? Are there any other people around?
1: Yeah, there's a couple other people around. Uh, there's quite a few people around, a, a mix of people. One of the people happens to be a tall black guy, kind of leaning against the wall. He's, uh, he's smoking. There's There's a couple, like, young white people walking around.
0: Well, can we tell from the people walking around where the entrance might be?
2: There's no obvious place where they're kind of emerging from, from an alley or anything like that?
1: It doesn't look it. If there is, then they're being very careful about it.
2: Okay.
0: Uh, I didn't pass.
1: Trixie, you see nothing. I,
2: I passed the wall.
1: Richie, you do see something. I'm looking around. looking around. Uh, you do notice near the guy that's leaning against the wall, that if you kind of move that way, you notice there's somebody kind of slipping into the alley around a corner. Maybe if you go that way.
2: Right. Well, I'll go up to the uh, the guy on the wall and say, "Uh, uh what, what's up there, my brother?"
1: Oh, nothing much.
2: Say, bro. Say, say, man. How how do you get in this place?
1: Oh yeah, It's just around the corner over there.
2: Hey, you said it's this way.
0: Well, at least somebody knows where he's going.
1: <clears throat> um, he folks have fun now. He return. He resumes uh, his business, thinking, smoking.
2: Hey, fellas, as uh, I, I say to the, to the other guys here, remind me again what we're supposed to do here. We, we are going to find these bananas. We're supposed to rub them out?
0: I think that we're just supposed to case the joint, as they say.
1: As far, as far as you know, uh, Scrivener just wanted you to keep an eye on the place. And if, anything he, if, if you notice anything, report back to him with it.
2: Well, I can do that. I got good eyes
1: good because you're gonna need them. So you uh, head around back. I mean, just a couple bouncers at the door. They look you over and they kind of look at each other suspiciously and eventually kind of move around, move back, and let you in. And uh, you enter this place. And is it big? It is the biggest, most swinging place you've ever seen. I mean, this this place is massive um if, it, if this is a speakeasy it's the biggest plate speakeasy you've ever seen there must be like around 100 people here already most it's of them like, already it's like dancing or, it's like a warehouse full of people basically yeah. pretty fancy for a warehouse full of people i mean
3: would we already know what the banados look
1: like The Bonato gang keeps pretty, the Bonato's boss uh, keeps pretty low key. Um,
4: can I, I'm going to go up to wherever the bartender is and I'm going to ask for some of their finest rum that they have there.
1: Hmm. Not a problem. He well, uh, pours you a glass of very fine rum.
0: Richie, can you find us a table?
3: Yeah, sure thing. I'm gonna walk up to next big uh, next to Big Jerry and say, uh, "Hey there, pal. You can just leave the bottle. We're gonna need all of that."
1: <laughs> you insist. And he, he sets the bottle down, shoves it over.
2: So, so, the scenes hopping. Is uh, is there like a jazz band playing, a lot of people Oh yes, band,
1: or... yes, yes. There's a big jazz band playing. <laughs> I mean, it's it's called big band for a reason. <laughs> Let's be <laughs> fair the there's like a whole stage where they're on i mean the dance floor is huge there's tables set up everywhere there's candlelight there's big like lights that are hooked up it's basically again like a warehouse that has been reconverted into almost like a ballroom area
4: nice i
2: would tell uh Trixie and and uh and vicky uh, uh sorry but i should tell you in advance ladies that i don't dance
0: that's okay I said Jack you dance don't you
4: I said Richie I, I already danced a fair bit back in like back back in the good old days
2: I only dance when my mom's throwing shoes at me Oh come on it's not that bad
1: Oh you got two left feet That's right Mm. So well, gonna, that's okay. I mean, you don't have to dance.
2: So I'm going to look for a table that's that can fit all of us. Uh, maybe pull up a couple chairs from another mm-hmm. table if I need to. If, well, uh,
1: like I said, this place is pretty packed. I mean, the only table you can find has one other person at it. And uh, this guy, he looks pretty average, but he looks also a little... Nervous, almost a little anxious. He's just kind of sitting there all on his own, looking around, waiting for somebody. But there's plenty of space at his table.
2: Uh, maybe our friend uh, Barnaby hired him to stake the, uh, the joint out, too. Maybe. Richie, why
0: don't you ask that guy to move?
2: All right, now I'll walk up to him and uh, just, you know, we're, we're, we're a little bit flush with cash right now, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hand, uh, hand him a dollar and say, why don't you uh, beat it, pal?
1: You're going to ask him to move? Okay, well. Listen, I, uh, I I appreciate it, but I, uh, I'm not exactly hard-pressed for cash myself. I, I'm, I'm trying to wait for somebody. I just, I I don't want any trouble, but that, that, that's all.
4: I, I give him, I give him another dollar. I'm like, please move.
1: All right, all right. I mean, he I, I, wanted me to meet him at this specific table, okay? I just, I, I better not. He seems pretty adamant on not moving. I, I don't know who you guys are, but I just.
2: Yeah, but we're not. We're not looking for. A, we're not looking for a fighter to start any trouble at this point. So. We're a no, lot no, no, more no, no. neither am are. I.
1: Neither am I. Yeah. Not, neither neither am I. I, I don't remember. want trouble.
2: You right there, buddy? You look a little nervous.
1: I'm fine, I'm fine. Really, just, uh... These, these big crowds make me a little nervous, is all. <laughs>
3: well, hey, pal, take it easy. And I sit down and take that bottle of rum and I pour him a drink and slide it over to him.
1: Mm, uh, thank you. He sips. Thank you kindly.
2: You, uh, you come over here a lot, buddy?
1: Oh, really? I I mostly just kind of, uh, like I said, I'm supposed to be meeting a friend here. It's the first time I've been here.
2: You, uh, you're not uh, part of any uh, law enforcement, are you?
1: Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if, if I was, I I wouldn't be here.
0: <laughs> Look, Richie, you secure some place to sit, and Big Jet, you come with me. And we're gonna go dance.
4: <sighs> yeah. Okay, Trixie, we'll go dance.
3: Well, so if I if I remember correctly, last last time uh, we had gotten a couple of the bottles and uh, we were able to identify a marking. Is that bottle of rum that I have have a similar marking on it?
1: Well it's not hidden. Okay.
3: Yeah.
1: And remember trickly can
2: identify it by taste.
1: That's right. Of course she can.
2: Uh, that's a well, we have-
3: That's a hard pass.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, you can see the same exact mark on it. Okay, perfect. This is definitely where the shipments of rum are coming from. Perfect. Or where they're going, rather.
2: Well, I'm just going to sit next to this guy if it if it's packed and there's not a lot of tables, and then that's fine. I'm just going to grab one of the chairs at this guy's table and invite it myself oh, yeah, and, yeah. and Jack. If you want to sit down, we can. We'll just uh, invite this guy to drink with us while he while he waits for his friend and kind of keep an eye. Yeah, out. There's,
1: a, there's enough places uh, at that table for you all to sit down. All four of you. Um. And the guy's like, well, I mean, I, he just, he just seems kind of busy, preoccupied off in his own world.
2: What's your, uh, what's your name, pal? Uh,
1: Manusco, Pete Manusco.
2: Richie, no, i hold up my hand.
1: And he shakes it.
3: I'll introduce myself as well. Name's Jack Ratley.
1: What about your, uh, lady friends?
3: Uh, that one over there, the uh, the blonde, that's Trixie, and uh, over there in uh, in the corners, Victoria.
1: Pleasure to meet you. What uh,
2: what kind of line of work are you in, Pete Manusto? Uh,
1: banking. Oh, I'm a banker.
3: And uh, who's this friend you're waiting for?
1: Um, you know, uh, that would be a persuade role, I think. To get him to talk about that.
4: Fair enough.
5: Let's
3: see here. what do I have. Uh, okay. That is not going to do it.
1: Yeah, he he clams up. He doesn't want to talk about it. He keeps glancing at the at the door, like any minute now. <laughs> I mean, you'll, you'll probably have to move when uh, when he gets here, or, or I'll move. I, I don't care. I'll, I'll move to the bar. I'll do.
3: Yeah, either way, the night's young. Yeah, you might as well hang out and have a drink with us while you wait. Yeah. Right.
1: Right. Okay. So, uh, who are the people that are dancing?
0: Uh, I was dancing, but I'm getting uh, tired. So, yeah. Big Jay, you're you're quite the dancer. You weren't kidding. <sighs>
4: Well, thank there, uh, Trixie. I've been practicing my, my own spare time.
0: Well, we'll have some more dances later.
1: Oh, so what have they got to
0: Trixie?
1: Some... Anything and everything. It's a speakeasy, Trixie.
0: I'll have an aviation.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and we're back.
4: Trixie, let's just... Do you have some of this uh, rum? Oh, rum is so heavy. Well... Come on, Trixie. Yeah. It's all
2: right. All right. All right. Well, I'll tend to get get my lady friend here to Apple Teenie.
1: <laughs> Apple Teenie.
2: <laughs> that sounds good to me.
0: Have a lemon drop. I'll take a lemon drop. I would like a lemon
1: drop. 1920 20 shots. Okay. Yeah, you they they will pour you whatever you want. As long I as they I would like
0: it. I would like a lemon drop.
1: That actually and then
0: the I elephant. would like, I would like a Sazerac. Uh, okay. I
2: want the I I want a Four Horsemen.
5: <laughs> oh
2: God! Uh, bartender, let's get an uh, uh, Appletini, two lemon drops, a Four Horsemen Sazerac, and an Aviation, and, and a Cosmopolitan for uh, my friend Vicky.
1: Got it. And he goes and he pour, he, goes and he pours your drinks. an help order what the hell of an order did i mention this guy happens to be a black dude and he's like these crazy white people
0: what are you talking about these are pre-prohibition drinks
2: everybody drinks these and a flaming doctor pepper while you're at it
1: (laughs) (laughs) are you getting crunk my god (sighs) yeah yeah he puts the order in and he starts making your drinks well, that's happening, and well, uh, Pete is just kind of like, I'll, I'll just have water. <laughs> you, get the, you get the impression he doesn't seem to drink much.
2: Manusco, you gotta, you gotta try this flaming Dr. Pepper. Um,
1: I, I think I'm, I'm fine, but uh, thanks.
4: Um, I'm basically, I'm basically going to basically sit beside him, like, and while well, I'm enjoying my uh, four horsemen drink.
1: All right. Okay, Mr.
0: Mr. Manusto, you seem a
1: little out of place here. Well, I uh, don't exactly get out much. I'm kind of a quiet guy.
4: Oh, I could see that.
1: I. What brings
3: you to a fine Bonato residence like the one that you're in
1: tonight? Well, like I said, I'm meeting a friend here.
3: Any he particular picked reason. Like any? Oh, you picked the place. Gotcha.
1: He, he seems to quiet down after that and it's around this point you happen to notice like a like a you're situated in an area near the back there's almost like a like a back door near that area it's kind of like a utility door pushes open and you happen to notice a jazz man walk in he's got a rumpled suit on he's got kind of a messed up hat on he's carrying a instrument case looks like a trumpet case um Stumbling a little bit, he seems to be running late, in a hurry and trying desperately to get to the stage. Unfortunately, the way the tables are, he can't really get around them very well. But you can tell, you can tell he's lacquered. He smells like gin.
2: All right, we'll stand up to kind of let him by, give him a, a way to uh, to
5: get
1: past this. Oh, right, so we'll, uh, th- thank you, thank you. He kind of wanders off a little bit shakily up to the stage and uh well he walks by go ahead and plot hidden
0: i got a 90 so i'm apparently looking at my drink yeah there's
1: a, there's a lot going
3: on in here 37 i passed
1: all right well those of you who make it uh you notice he's already starting to open his instrument case and taking out it is in trumpet um it's very different for a normal trumpet. I mean, it's got like this silvery crackled finish to it, and it's four valves rather than three. It's a really nice instrument. I mean, he doesn't exactly look like a rich guy. Then again, most dark-skinned people don't look like a rich guy in the 20s. Okay.
0: Most musicians don't look like rich people either.
1: Exactly. Especially not black musicians. In the 20s. Yeah. That's a nice horn. Yeah. This. Uh, thank you. And he just kind of wanders up to the uh, stage.
3: Yeah, you got it now. <coughs> okay, so I will. Uh, I'll actually wander up to the bar, um, start inquiring uh, if uh, it was. Is it Joey Bonato? Is that is that one of the brothers?
1: Uh, no, no, no. I can't remember. I, that's the problem. Sorry. <laughs>
3: uh, that's all right. Well, right. I'll just walk up and I'll kind of casually ask, uh, start having a play conversation like, hey, buddy, how long you been working here?
1: I know my whole life, mostly. Soon, Oh, as quickly as it opened up.
3: Ah, so you know the Bonados pretty well then, huh?
1: I actually don't. They weren't the ones that hired me. I mean, the person who manages the bar area hired me. Oh,
3: fair enough. Uh, You know, if they uh, come in here from time to time.
1: I'm sure they do. I don't really, I don't really talk that much.
3: Oh no, totally understand. Actually, uh, why don't you give me another bottle of rum for the table? I I appreciate it.
1: (laughs) No lightweights over there, are they? He grabs another carafe of quite fine rum and hands it over to you. He's already starting to tally up the tab as it is. Like, gonna get tipped. He's thinking, I'm gonna get tipped well tonight. (laughs)
3: So I'll head back to the table and just let the group know. Be like, not not a lot of information up there, boys.
0: So, so what is strange about the horn?
1: Mm. Well, for the most part, the horn is kind of like this. It's it's a normal trumpet, but the trumpet has four valves rather than three. As Mm. far as you know, Trixie, you've only seen valves with three valves on a trumpet, and the finish on it, rather than like a bronze or a gold, is kind of like a silver crackle, kind of like almost a teal luster. It's really pretty. Hmm. You can see uh, the drunk guy and um, I mean, anybody who's familiar with the uh, underground and familiar with music could uh, roll me a idea. Uh, I'll roll
4: an idea. What mm-hmm. I mean, kind of
1: credit rating do you want?
3: <clears throat> well,
4: Give
3: me a second here. 89. I got nothing going on in my head.
2: I passed.
4: Yeah. Oh, well, I, I, pass. I passed Swit. I passed my uh idea role.
1: Okay, well, those of you that make it, you seem to recall hearing about this up and coming jazz musician uh, named Leroy Turner. He he apparently has uh fallen on some real hard times. Maybe maybe this is the guy. He did play trumpet. It's all you know about him.
2: I think this might be uh, Leroy Turner, the, the trumpet man. I, I heard about this guy. Are you supposed to Is be real good. He's supposed to be real good. I guess we're going to find out in a minute. He got a real yeah. real unique looking trumpet, four vowels for four fingers.
1: Hmm. Oh, Leroy makes his way on stage, and the rest of the band members just kind of, the director kind of looks at him like, What the hell? You're late again? He's just like, one of those. Uh, And, you know, eventually things come kind of to a close with the piece that's going on right now. And, um, you know, the the audience kind of gathers around and takes a look on the stage as the director walks over. And he's like, well, enjoyed that. That was Clarinet Marmalade. We've been uh, working on that one for a while, actually. You know, it's a classic. Um, we've got a new piece we'd like to share with you tonight. You know, we've been we've been uh we've been uh, working on, on this. I've been I've been composing this one for a while. Uh, we call it "Dead Man's Stomp," and it's dedicated to our beloved mayor who recently got reelected. So, you know, here we go. You ready?
0: One Come on, and Jam, two. Jack. Let's go dance to
1: it. Oh, yeah, it right. starts right up. And, uh, you know, Leroy is already jamming as it is. And, God, the sky is good. The song is amazing. It's a real, real hopping number. I mean, it's it swings, it jams, it rocks. it It's incredible. Real interesting use of time signatures. Real interesting use of uh, jazz scales. Very, very interesting and very, very fun. Although he, he did mention that uh, it was... You know, dedicated to the mayor's reelection, which you kind of have to snicker a little bit about that. About that, you all know the mayor is just deeply in the pockets of pretty much most of the big name gangs in the city.
4: I, I basically say, "Hey, Peter, you like this tune? So, actually, a pretty raw, a pretty
1: uh good tune there." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure is. Sure right, is. So-
3: so I'll I'll go dancing with Trixie. We'll kind of make our way over towards the stage.
4: And hey, Jared, why don't you uh, dance with Vicky this time? Yeah, come on, Vicky. Let's uh let's get up and dance.
1: You th- you there, Vicky? Yep, I'll I'll get
3: up. <clears throat> we're drinking. We're dancing.
1: Yeah, you're drinking. or dancing. You're having a great time. Uh, you're all pretty chill, and Pete doesn't seem to get up and move. Um he's just kind of sitting there waiting but if you're all already up and dancing you go and you get up and dance i i
4: i I, after when uh we're away from peter i basically say hey vicky that peter character seems kind of fishy i wonder what's up
6: with him good question does does peter look like he might be uh you say he's just like sitting like, around looking nervous.
1: Yeah, he's just sitting around waiting for somebody looking nervous. Like he's anticipating whoever he's waiting for is gonna cause him trouble, maybe. Mm. Well okay. um I mean you could you could roll psychology and double check on that if you're confused uh, or, or want to know more.
6: Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, hmm. no, I'll just keep an eye out on the men. Um, All right. So, as as we're dancing, I will look around the the room to see if there's anybody sort of, like, giving him, you know, covert looks or something like that.
1: Well, hey, spot hidden for me. Lots of spot hidden this session. Uh, Oh, my God, I got a hundred, so I don't see anything. You're too busy staring at the lady's cleavage. It's very hypnotic.
0: Are you staring at my cleavage? <laughs> my uh,
1: no, no, booby. I mean, Trixie.
6: No, but there's another fine lady dancing behind us that I'm looking at. Maybe she can come work for me when I get my uh, my place of business up and running.
1: Well, there you go.
3: So I'll make the comment to Trixie. Hey, uh, that, uh, that Pete fellow seems a little bit uh, uptight. Why don't you go over there and, uh, you know, Use some of your persuasive persuasive techniques on him. Oh, you your want enormous,
1: you know yeah, him? persuasive techniques.
4: Come on, there. Come on, Trexy. Uh, you know you can persuade this guy.
0: All right, well, go you, you, Jack. You go to the bar, and I'll, uh, and I'll go sit next
3: to him and see if I can get anything out of him. I'm after my third bottle of rum at this point. Thank God.
1: Yeah. <laughs> if you're already on your third bottle of rum, I need you
3: practically, bud.
1: constitution, please.
3: I'll, I'll go order no.
4: Um, I'm about, I'm about, yeah, I'm about to say me, me and Jacob been just pounding the, this uh, bottle now. <laughs>
3: I'll go. Down. I'll, I'll go get myself a water and try and sober up a bit. Yeah, I
1: don't want to. I to I tell remember we I still need you folks to. You guys, to please roll Constitution and make sure you're not drunk as a skunk.
0: I, I, I would like you to get me an an open grave, and
1: uh, oh my
5: god,
0: and uh, <laughs> then we'll see. All right, so I'm gonna go over, and I'm gonna sit next to this guy.
1: He All says, right. oh, so you're sitting next to
0: Peach. Oh my goodness, it's just that it's it's warm. Is it warm in here to you?
1: He's he's already mopping his head from fear sweat and uh, he keeps looking over towards one end, end of the door. But uh, as you look around, I mean, you could roll listen or you could roll spot hidden. Okay, i Trixie.
4: Um, just so yeah. you know, uh, I failed my uh, constitutional. I I passed <laughs> mine.
3: A thirty eight, so All not right. under the table yet.
1: Jack, I, you I... are drunk, but you are not under the table yet. You're stumbling around a little like, oh man, this is some real good rum, man. <laughs> However, your friend is stumbling around kind of balls on the floor mumb- mumbling the words to, oh yes, we have no bananas.
3: Give me a Just like old no times. Just like
1: today. old times.
5: <laughs> Fellas, uh,
2: you better not get too sloppy. Remember, we we on the job right now.
4: Yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah. Uh,
3: Richie is such a goddamn square.
4: Come on, so, we're supposed to have fun here tonight.
0: So Mr. <laughs> Minusto Minu- how how do you say your last name, Mr. Minusto?
1: Minusco, ma'am.
0: <laughs> Minusco. Minusco, that's Italian. Um so what do you do for a living?
1: I I'm on a banker. <laughs>
0: Oh, a banker. you probably make a lot of money then, yeah? I'd say so. Are you a married man?
1: Oh. <laughs> well, Trixie, he's not a married man.
0: Oh, my. And I, I put his, my hands on his and I say, Oh, your hands are so soft. It's so obviously you don't do any kind of physical labor.
1: Oh, yeah. He is very much unable, he's like, he's not paying attention to anyone but you at this point, point. and uh, it, it,
5: that's,
0: it, a
1: good, that's a good point, considering that... It, uh, does
0: it make him nervous, or... Is a he little nervous, nervous? yeah,
1: okay. but not, not in the same kind of way. He's nervous more in a, oh my god, this girl is so pretty, why is she talking to me way?
0: So, you have business here tonight. Somebody's coming to talk to you, huh? Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, I... Uh, associate of mine
0: a business associate Mm -hmm. somebody in the banking field
1: well let's see how how, uh... it's
0: it's okay mr uh mr uh, minusco uh uh we all have connections you know what i mean
1: let's just say it's uh one of those connections it gives you a little wink
0: ah you know, I uh, my uh, boyfriend recently passed away.
1: Oh, I'm um, so sorry.
0: Yeah, you know, things happen. Mm-hmm. Business things related related business things happen sometimes. Yeah,
1: business happens. So, did you did you make either the listener or the spot hidden? <laughs>
0: no, I'm no. not a very attentive person.
1: <laughs> no, you're not attentive in the slightest. That and you have been drinking.
0: I do so, my uh, best wreck in bed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, uh, while you're schmoozing with Pete um, is that you happen to notice like somebody kind of moving in the background. Mostly he seems to be again, not dressed for this place. Kind of wearing a broad brimmed hat and a trench coat and he's got like he's got kind of like a ratty look to got to him.
5: Hmm.
1: You you remember hearing about this guy before. He's a known own sleazy guy. You don't remember his name though. Somewhere before.
0: Well I, I sort of under my breath, but Mr. Mr. Minusco can hear me. I'm like, how the hell's that guy getting here?
1: What guy okay. and he's he's against staring at your cleavage
0: and and i i say uh the the little weasel over there
1: oh he kind of looks over hmm. he's like i don't i don't see anybody
0: you'd think that they wouldn't let somebody like that in here
1: without a tux indeed meanwhile back on the dance floor uh <laughs> you're probably gonna want to get your uh your friend, off the floor, he's he's kind of lacquered.
3: Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll grab Big Jer and, and prop him up on a bar stool next to me. Although drunk people helping drunk people never ends, ends up turning out very well.
1: You no, know, he's called Big Jer for a reason. Can you roll me a strength roll at a minus 10%? I'll assist
2: to get him up off the ground too.
1: Okay, then it doesn't matter. You both kind of on your all together Pull him over to the table and uh, you're like, get this guy some water.
2: All right, Bradley, we got we got to get something to get this guy sobered up. Uh Bartender, clamato, bloody mary. <laughs> <laughs> <He's one> Straighten <laughs> oh, okay. like, like, him right out.
1: <laughs> guys, kind of looking like, uh, you now. I, I don't want to tell you, fine folks, what what to do, but you sure he's uh, gonna be all right. Maybe like he's had maybe.
3: Maybe we start with the coffee and then uh, and then maybe we'll we'll hook him up with that that Bloody Mary tomorrow morning.
2: It's the clamato. Right. It's the clamato that does it. straighten you right
1: out. Right. And he, he goes and he gets water and coffee and kind of straightens out his lovely red uh, uni- uniform that he's wearing as the waiter. He's like, here you All All
0: right, drink up, tough guy. Okay. What he needs is a oh. is a he needs a corpse survivor. That'll get him up.
1: Careful. <laughs> you guys uh, looking, at you guys like Just shaking like these crazy white people
0: Club survivor number two
2: That'll do it Oh I, I, that's a good one over at uh, the fails We call it the reanimator
1: <laughs> Reanimator it'll fix you up every time man
0: I just find it hard to believe That somebody that size Gets that drunk That quickly He's I a lightweight.
3: To, I be, uh, yeah. To be fair, it's damn good rum.
1: It is damn good rum. Yeah, but I've, I've had strong more run.
0: drink than all of you put together, and I'm doing just fine.
1: Oh, oh Are you, Trixie? I'm, I'm a, Are you really? Rule Constitution. Eight. But she's
5: mine. Oh, she is mine.
3: Oh. <laughs> trixie, I, I hate to tell you this to you, hon, but I think you might have a problem.
5: I just love it. She's drinking you
0: all over. the just, table. I just drink more slowly than the rest <laughs> of you. Yeah.
5: What well, those meatballs
2: work like sponges? <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> I also
6: did. Uh, Plus well, she had that meatball sub earlier today, so.
1: Yeah, I mean. Victoria's fine. She hasn't had near as much to drink. The ladies are drinking responsibly. Not so much for the men folk
0: for
3: shame
1: god
0: what have we <laughs> been here like 10 minutes and they're already <laughs> they're already
1: under the table drunk. we've
0: had we've had two dances <laughs>
3: <laughs> the band's played like two two whole songs
1: and they're in the middle of the third and Jeez, yes.
3: we're the on. How,
1: how is the band Well, so they're far? doing great you know they're they're really really swinging really jiving i mean the people are still dancing uh, although it's at this point you happen uh well, could I guess about hidden check from everybody? The people who are drunk are at a negative 20 disadvantage.
6: No. Let's see. Oh. Uh, I, I, passed. I <laughs> passed. I got a 17.
5: <laughs> I have, only...
3: I have I actually like. Passed that. I have like beer binoculars.
0: I got a 17 <laughs> out of 25.
1: Alarmingly. <laughs> <laughs> the drunk guy does notice. <laughs> I love this session so much. This is the best session. <laughs> Alright, so. Yeah, you you, you who make it happen to notice, uh, now you guys are like, you are, right? You happen to notice that Weasley guy from earlier, slowly moving up behind Pete, and he's reaching to his jacket for something.
0: Um... So he's coming up behind Pete?
1: Yeah, he's got it one hand in his like jacket pocket and uh he looks like he's staring right at Pete. Something's I, not uh,
0: right. I I I grab Richie by the arm and I go That guy that doesn't look right. That guy there.
1: I, I
3: spot it too, right? So he's actually going into the pocket.
1: Yep, he's going into the pocket. You see him pull out a gun, bang! And he shoots Pete Minusco point blank through the back of the head. Blood flies everywhere. Bone and brain hits the two closest people. That would be the my two dress. Mates, actually, <laughs> I need you all to please roll sanity for me. I would like I'm to not say first kid.
2: of all. I, I'd first of all like to say oh.
0: First I say my dress, and then I say oh, not again. I, I need <laughs> <the end. laughs>
3: I, I failed. Rolled a, I rolled a seven, Aww. so I'm clearly not affected by blood. I got a uh, 49 out
1: of
3: 60, so I guess.
6: I,
1: I, I those play. of you, those of you who make it, are fine. Those of you who did not make it, take two.
0: Okay, and I scream. I'm a woman.
1: Yes, man. you do. <laughs>
2: I've never seen anything quite this violent before.
1: You're a gangster! You haven't seen people get shot in the head? I'm a
2: waiter and uh, do a little gangster on the side.
1: Well, true. But yeah, he falls over dead, and he's kind of just staring at you with his cold, dead eyes. I mean, there's... The force of the blast was so much... He got... he Like, one of his eyes is hanging out of the socket.
3: So Almost. where where is the shooter at this point? I mean, he clearly just... I mean, he was right there when he hit the guy, right? So...
1: Yes. In... The confusion, he started moving away. I mean, you can look for him.
3: Yeah, I was going to say, I'll since I'm not really affected, I'll try and jump up and, and go after the guy.
4: As soon as I if see I, if him. If I can
3: tell. Uh,
4: jump up. I, 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 I right. get up. And I'm like, uh, what's going on?
0: Well, then everybody, imagines imagine, That's scrambles and screams. The oh, scream yes. And people, <laughs> people
1: are starting to panic. You can hear. The band's still playing, by the way they haven't noticed. Other people How? are kind of like, they're, they're noticing, they're like, oh my god, oh my god, and people are starting to actually panic and, and, and run.
0: They didn't notice a gunshot?
1: The band's in the middle of playing music. Have you ever played an instrument on a stage before?
0: You yeah, actually have. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: think so, it's still
5: mm.
1: in the back, they're way in the front, and they're at a particular. Loud crescendo in the music. Yeah, They're focusing on their sheet music, they haven't noticed. Some of the people yeah. in front haven't noticed either, but other people are just kind of like, "Oh my, oh my God!"
2: <laughs> well, I will run a so. Where I will run after uh, Jack.
1: All right, you you run after the uh, the rat face little guy, and uh, you happen to notice a uh, roll luck for me.
0: I, I, I scream spoon. for the waiter. I need club soda here. The only thing that'll get the bottom. Okay, the
1: waiter's coming over, like, oh Jesus. And he's, he walks over and uh he's got a big bottle of cup soda, he sets it on the table, and he's trying to get everybody calmed down. People are starting to like, oh god, oh god, oh god. I
3: rolled a 94. I am very unlucky. Yeah, me too.
1: Happen to uh completely lose track of him after he flees out of the same door that Leroy came in by can't even see his face. I mean, you're sure you recognized him. You also hear the sound of a, of a car peeling away after about 15 minutes.
3: Okay. Uh, yeah. I guess I'll head back to the table since I couldn't
1: track him down. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, uh, people are trying to, to get things calmed down. You've got some of the waiters coming over. The manager comes over. He sees this, and he just, like, he faints. He can't handle it. Everybody's seeing this, and they're just like, "They don't, they don't know what table,
0: to do." Did you, Richie?
6: Well, I'm gonna go through uh, the guy's pockets. Classic. Okay. Well, yeah, sure. I'm looking to see if he has a, a wallet or something like that to see his identification, that sort of
1: thing. Yeah, he has I'm a wallet. Sure he's... he has a driver's license. He's who he says he is. He's Pete Manusco, or he was Pete Manusco. Hmm.
0: You do realize that the police are going to be here in a few minutes.
2: Yeah, we're the last uh, known associates of Mr. Manuska, we should
6: get. And this is a speakeasy. Yeah, that's what I was going mm-hmm. to say. Like, would, the, would the cops be here? Would they um, try to deal with this quietly? Since this is a speakeasy. You're not,
1: seeing a, you're not seeing any cops here right now. If they are, they're undercover. Nobody's taking advantage of no. the confusion, it seems like, except for the guy that ran off.
0: Well, somebody's just been murdered. They're going to have to call so the cops. They don't
1: yeah, have to. About they, this guy who, who's just been murdered, Uh the band keeps playing and you'll ha- happen to notice something. You hear something in the confusion. It's kind of almost like a like a, like a like a rhythm, like somebody tapping a rhythm on the table. And as you kind of look over to the dead guy, he's like tapping his hands on the table and twitching and then stand, like sits up. His eyes roll back into his head. He's dripping blood from his wound. Like he's half alive still. Everybody roll sanity again.
2: Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> I
6: got a forty-one.
0: Thirty-two. Season. I I passed that. I did too. Oh well, he's okay then.
1: Look. Oh, I no feel- Oh, well, all of you that pass take one, those of you who fail. Take five. Oh. And what? those of you that fail see this and are like, oh, God, he's, he's a dead guy walking. He's a dead guy walking. He sees some dead guy walking. You just start like babbling and in, in, in confusion. The rest of you are like, well, that yeah, was well, probably just worse than it. Look, he's fine.
2: So, if we so for those of us that lost more than five, are we uh, just having that reaction, or is, is anything else happening?
1: You're having that that immediate reaction of "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god!" Oh, we got
2: a dead man walking over
5: ye. Yeah. You just had yeah. to say it, didn't you? <laughs> you listen.
1: <laughs> you listen. You listen closely, and you you swear that it sounds almost like he's saying, "Joey." Face kind of screws into this mad grin, this expression of inhuman rage. And he kind of stands up and half walks, half dances toward the door of the building. At this point, everybody nearby notices. Women scream. Men bolted to the spot. I mean, waiters start fainting. The band notices, stops, and are like, what the fuck?
0: You know, I don't usually do this because I'm a lady. But what the fuck?
1: (laughs) Good question. What the fuck?
2: I guess that uh, bullet must have just missed his brain after all.
1: Are you sure? I mean, he's in either case, I mean, it's just mass panic. People start running for the door. I mean, this is just complete and utter chaos in here.
2: If I would have took one to the wig like that, I wouldn't be dancing about it. That's for sure.
0: Well, I'll tell you one thing. I ain't coming back to this place again.
1: 0 out of 10 stars on Yelp.
0: What a pit.
3: So, so we're just letting this guy kind of like waltz out the front door?
1: You know, yeah, you just let, let this jazz zombie dance walk out the door twitching. All right, Mer- I'm, cu- I'm,
3: I'm going to follow him. <laughs> I'm curious where he's going.
1: <laughs> i okay. Well, he's headed out the door. People are screaming and running trying to get out the door. It is mass chaos, and eventually he does kinda get out the door. And gets knocked over by an entire stampede of people who trample him, and he falls under them for about five seconds. And then, shortly thereafter, gets back up, continues murmuring, "Joey," And then just starts moving out the door again. Like nothing happened. Take another sanity for that.
2: Maybe we should try to get up to a hospital.
1: I failed
3: again!
1: Oh, it just just I mean, one. Just one sanity this time.
3: I, I barely passed, but yep.
0: Okay. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm going home. This yeah, is good, crazy. good
1: idea, good idea. At this point, the band is scattering because they don't want to get caught here. Nobody wants to get caught here. You can hear some something in the background. It sounds almost like police sirens. Someone definitely called the cops. Yeah. All
2: right, this point, here. time to go. That's the only tune I need to hear, fellas.
1: Probably...
2: Richie, would you give yeah, me a drive probably... home Yeah, let's get out of here, everybody. Manus goes on his own. Poor prick.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: Nice talking mm-hmm. to you. I mean, as soon as the he gets out, the...
1: <laughs> he does not respond at all. I mean, he walks out of the door, and about five minutes later, a couple minutes later, you hear a car squeal and then crash into something. You presume Pete Minusco. If he wasn't dead then, he's certainly dead now.
0: Well, I'm not staying to find out.
1: Good but point. you take me home. You guys uh, head out the back door and at this point you notice Leroy is already kind of hiding in the alley trying to get out of the way. Still still shaking, still holding his trumpet and still confused like, you, oh my God, you're hit. He takes a look at uh, Trixie's like, you're hit.
0: No, it's just you, Are you okay, blood. ma'am? Yeah. You sure? Well we need to get out of here. You come with us.
1: Okay, all right. I mean I, I I know a way. I know I know a quick way out of here. This way. He starts running down on the alleys and presumably you follow.
0: Oh, okay. Well we were just gonna take the car.
1: Well, I mean he he you eventually kinda lose him. He's almost too fast for you. All right. And uh Something kind of... I mean, hide you can behind trail wall of
0: chainsaws. Um,
1: what wall of chainsaws? What are you talking about, Trixie?
3: Sorry. <laughs> Classic horror movie trope. Yeah, All unfortunately
1: right, so, there is a wall of chainsaws, but...
0: So we don't see anything there.
1: And no, but as, as you're kind of... I'm assuming following Leroy, you do... Notice a like an object kind of flutter out of his pocket. and the object that flutters out of his pocket appears to be a business card. It looks something like this.
2: Hey, you, uh, you drop something trumpet man.
1: he's, he's still running. He's not saying a word, but that is what you see. It appears to be a business card.
0: All right. Well, we grab the we grab the card.
1: All righty. You grab the card. On the front, you see that. On the back, you see the hand scrawled note, note that was shown.
5: Hmm.
3: So, it did uh, did Leroy get away from us at this point?
1: Yeah, he ran off. Kind of lost yeah. track of him. He turned around a corner and just kind of vanished.
3: Now, uh, will team. Uh, Mr. Scrivner did say that if anything strange happened, we were to report back to him. So, uh, I think we either need to go let him know what's going on or I guess we could always attempt to follow up on, on this note here.
0: Well, <clears throat> let's go back to, maybe we could go back to Richie's place and talk good about idea. this evening.
1: Yeah, I mean, presumably, Tricks, you're going to want to get a different change of clothes on. Presumably, uh, Victoria is too.
0: Well, I'll have to do that later. I just, I'm kind of hungry.
1: Oh, yeah, uh, you're all going to be hungover eventually. You're going to need something to keep that liquor down. Yeah. So, you presumably make your way back to the car, and uh, <clears throat> at this point, uh, you know, that guy who was against the, as you're moving your way back down the alleyway, that guy, that that dark guy who was leaning against the wall smoking earlier, he kind of, he's like, no, don't go that way. Cops are that way. Turn around.
0: Well, where is our car?
1: Down that way. Well, your car's kind of parked over by the street. You probably, presumably, parked a distance away so you wouldn't be, you know, caught if something did go down.
0: Well, let's make our way back down to the to our car. So this guy's shooting
3: us down an alley. Right, yeah.
1: yeah, he's like, "Don't don't go this way." So at this point, you notice, you know, that's a really interesting suit he's wearing—bright red suit. It's a nice suit.
0: A red suit?
1: Yeah, red suit. Why not?
0: Was that what he was wearing earlier? Yes. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, it's just a African-American dude smoking a cigarette, bright red suit, black tie. Tall guy.
3: I guess I'll say to him, hey, you're the guy from that club earlier.
1: Yeah, what about it? Did you catch all that chaos back there? Well I caught it all. So I'm trying to get you guys out of here. Seem like nice folk. Well, who
3: who Uh-oh. are you if you don't mind Uh-oh. me yet?
1: <laughs> I go I uh Johnson, Jasmine Johnson. I was uh, supposed to perform tonight after the uh the western best. that's not happening now, is it?
3: You uh you a friend of Leroy's?
1: No, oh, I know Leroy, yeah. yeah.
3: He was uh his. he was helping. Yeah, he was helping us get out of here earlier. I appreciate the tip.
1: Not a problem. You folks take care.
3: Alright, so I guess I'll I'll head down the direction that he was pointing us.
1: Yeah. He doesn't seem to follow. He just kind of stays there and then walks down a different alleyway.
3: Right. I'm uh I'm with Trixie. I feel like if, if we could make it back to our car that'd probably be good.
1: Okay, yeah, you you easily make it back to your car. It just so happens the alleyway leads right back to your car. How coincidental.
3: Nailed it.
0: Right. So let's head back to uh, Richie's.
1: Alright, yeah, you head back and as you're moving down to Richie's you happen to notice there was a pretty nasty car crash off towards uh, the front end of where the new heaven is. And looks like a like it looks like a silver Rolls Royce cut down into a like a like a lamp post, like it slammed into a lamppost.
0: Well, apparently, nice Mr. Car, Mines, couldn't drive.
1: I mean, and looking over by the lamppost, I mean, you do notice a pretty nasty, bloody smear, and it looks like uh, the upper half of Pete Manusco. At this point, you guys are so shocked with adrenaline. I, I can't make you roll sanity. You're too busy trying to process everything else. But yeah, he's definitely dead. You make it back to uh, Richie's place. And as you're uh, entering in, I mean, immediately Paul and Saul are there. And they look into like, what the hell happened to you guys?
0: What time is it?
1: It's mm, around about nine or so at night. This place is open late.
5: Alright.
0: fallen and here.
1: They're always here.
0: And I'm covered in blood.
1: You, you look shocked, haven't you ladies?
0: So by this, Have you jets? With, with all the club soda, I probably
2: look like I'm dressed in pink. You do. I'm going to head back to the kitchen and whip up a nice pursuit.
1: You do That's just that, and you're like, whoa, up. whoa, 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 whoa! You're covered in blood. We can't let you go back there. It's a health hazard. Please change like clothes.
0: Health hazards in 1920. <laughs> OSHA recordable.
1: They're not OSHA recordable, but these guys—they know what's up.
0: They probably slaughtered the beef in the back room.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, they don't they don't want blood and brain from presumably a human being in the meatballs. It's bad for business. I, 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 only, the girls got,
2: only the girls got blasted for brains. True. I might have a little blood on me, but I'll put an apron on. Just uh, pretend it's marinette. I feel smarter already.
1: <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, so he goes back and he starts whipping up food for you, and you guys are like, well... uh." And I mean the brothers see that Trixie, you're soaking wet. Victoria, you're also covered in former Pete Minusco. And uh they bring you towels to clean up.
2: Hey uh, everybody uh, this is uh, between us and and uh Mr Scrivener.
1: Yeah. We ain't telling nobody, that's for sure.
0: They head back I'm
1: to sure help we'll Richie be in the cook. Tomorrow morning. Certainly. All right, so. I wonder if there's
2: like any. Yeah, if there's any, like, maybe spare waitress uniforms or something like that that uh, we can give the girls to.
0: Are you out of your mind? Yeah, those bloody
2: clothes.
4: Yeah. I'm still, I'm like, uh, drunk, so I can't. So I'm like. He can't really understand me what I'm trying to i s- would
0: <clears throat> I'd I'd quite honestly I'd rather stay in the blood and the brains and the dress than put on a waitress uniform. You just keep trying to get me into a waitress
2: uniform. Well you let me know how it tastes when uh Manusco's eyeball falls in your shoe.
1: His I eyeball's his, not on her.
0: I thought his eyeball popped back into his head. <laughs>
1: oh, no, his eyeball is still dangling while is wandering around going, hey, yo I,
0: uh... It's not the first time I've seen blood.
5: It's
0: but the first no,
3: time I've seen like the fuck like dead.
1: It's
2: yeah, It's not just seeing blood.
1: That was insanity, is what you saw. That doesn't happen. I mean, dead guys don't get up and walk around.
2: Wasn't the guy? Was the guy in the red suits named Joey? Joey the Jazzman? Uh,
1: no, Jazzman Johnson. Okay.
2: What's
1: his name? Black guy. He had a music case. I mean, it was over sitting next to him by the wall. It was just a black, looks like a sax, looked like a saxophone case. So you you could roll idea.
5: Yeah.
1: piece things together
5: yeah
2: well i think we're gonna kind of pull ourselves together and uh, you know maybe drink some i'll bring some wine and um and some food so we can kind of pull ourselves together and then maybe uh go check in with mr scrivener in the morning and tell him what we do yeah, I, yeah bring
1: I rolled... in some some good old drunk food what was that jack
3: i i said i rolled a 45 for an idea roll i'm trying to piece back together what took place exactly. So we saw the guy get killed and then you said the music kept playing and then there was a tapping and then we, and then he got up. Is that, is that fair?
1: Yes. I mean, the, the band was still playing at the time. I mean, they hadn't noticed at all. Of course they were still playing, but, uh, you, you noticed that the guy who came up behind Pete, the rat faced guy, um, he was the one who pulled out a gun. He shot, Pete, and he kind of wound his way back into the crowd and left the same way that Leroy, the jazz man, had come in.
2: Hey, Vicky, when Trump you were going player. through Minusco's pockets, I'll, I'll use, was there anything else in his wallet besides some, uh, his ID, his driver's license?
1: There was not. There was money.
6: There was money.
1: Quite a lot of money.
6: Was be only a little bit of money, just a few a few bucks here how much
1: maybe 20 bucks it was only three dollars
2: well manusco seemed nice enough fellas but uh this doesn't seem like it's uh too much of our business uh we're gonna uh, keep things but out from an eye out for mr screen as your,
1: as things that were pieced together I'm sorry I got off track but piecing things back together, you realize the person who rolled idea, that is, realizes wait a minute, the guy was saying Joey, Joey, Joey when he got up. Maybe the rat-faced guy's name is Joey.
3: Well, did you uh, did you guys happen to catch the name he was saying?
0: Yeah, he was saying Joey.
1: no it's it's pretty good more, a pretty more good impression,
2: that. Trixie. It was more like
3: Joey.
1: Joey. Actually, it was like Joey. Yeah, I like that.
3: anybody uh, Anybody get a good look at the guy that shot him? Well,
2: oh, I
0: was looking right at him when he did it. I thought I grabbed Richie, and I was trying to get Richie to
3: to notice too.
2: I seen him right as it happened.
3: Maybe, uh, maybe the guy that offed him. Uh, maybe that was Joey. He was talking about. Who's going after him
0: maybe joey doesn't have a tux well i don't know how he got in there in the first place
3: oh so Trixie, you got a good look at him before this all happened
0: yeah i saw him before all this happened yeah i thought who's that guy with the in the ratty clothes it's like how the hell did he get in here
3: maybe worthwhile asking around see if we can't uh, drum up a description and, uh, maybe Scrivenin knows the, something
5: There's something maybe else that kind of bothers
0: me That uh, I've just been thinking about Is I I told Mr. Uh, Menusko, I said you see that guy Over there without the tux And he didn't see him
2: Well it was dark In there with a lot of
3: people
0: Yeah but you know, Any guy without a tux In that place would stand out like a sore thumb
3: And Pete did say he was looking for somebody.
0: Maybe whoever he was waiting for sent an assassin to kill him.
1: Maybe, maybe. I mean, what was up with that that jazz man with the red suit? Who who wears a red suit?
2: Jazz people wear all kinds of things.
4: Yeah, that's really weird. But
1: But yeah, that guy... The the trench coat, you presume, was probably Joey. So how did Pete not see him? Maybe he wasn't looking. I
3: think, uh, I think Richie had a good point. I think this is all worth reporting back to Mr. Scribner. But uh, one last thing. Anybody get a good look at that business card that fell out of Leroy's pocket?
0: Yeah, I got it right here. Yeah. It, uh, it says Morgan and, and Deputy Christian Funeral Home. Seven families of African descent since 1851. Uh, I think it's 172nd and West Charles Street in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, and there's a telephone number. And then on the back of it, it says October 3rd, 11 a.m. sharp. Bring your horn, New Orleans
3: style. Um, bring your horn? I think that has well, anything to do with Leroy's uh, special horn, the one that uh, Richie told us about earlier?
2: It Sounds like he had a gig, maybe a jazz funeral. That's the Yeah. It's good it assumption out Richie. Of his pocket, so
0: Yeah.
1: Someone New Leroy Orleans. knew must have died pretty recently then.
0: Well, not necessarily, he might have just uh, been hired for a funeral, New Orleans oh, style. True,
1: true, true.
3: Yeah. Well, we've all had a long night, so uh, I recommend we get ourselves cleaned up, get a bit of good night's sleep, and then uh, maybe we all meet up at scriptors in the morning?
6: Sure.
1: Sounds good. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Well, And, and uh, Sam Bully should be back with you. After a couple of days, I mean, last you heard, I mean, you do you do ring him up. He he's feeling very under the weather, and he's absolutely shocked to hear about what happened at the Blue Heaven. I mean, he had no idea. Oh, he wasn't there. <clears throat> no, he wasn't. He was. Uh, he wasn't able to join you. He was not feeling well. Well, I mean,
0: I'm going home. I've got to get this dress to the the cleaners tomorrow.
1: Oh, yes, very much so.
4: And I'll I'll need a good night's sleep.
1: Yeah, I mean, you've had a pretty full, stressful night.
0: So So that's what happens. I go home.
1: Yep, yep, yep. Yep. So you all presumably go home and uh, clean up and uh, try to sleep. Do me a favor. I need you guys to all roll power for me. Okay.
4: Nope.
3: one. Nope. That's a miss. I passed. I, it. I passed. Okay, only Okay, hours.
1: those of you who pass, all right. Well, I need the people who did not pass to please remove their headphones real fast. You're gonna be muted.
0: Give us the thumbs oh. up when you're done.
1: We'll do. All right. Let's go with Who was the first person? I'm sorry, my brain is a little... I think it was
2: Richie and Vicky who passed.
1: Richie and Vicky. Okay, let's go with Richie first. Vicky, could you please remove your headphones? All right, Richie. Well, that night you have a... uh, You have an odd dream. You know, you are... uh, Kind of dreaming that you're... At home and... You hear something. Mom. Oh, it doesn't Is that you, Mom? No, it's not, it's not your mom. You almost feel like something is like out in the hallway in in your in your house. And you kind of peek around the corner and you, you swear you see something move, but the sight of it gives you the chills, and you wake up immediately and you're sh- you're shaken by the dream, but event- eventually you 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 hear hurt- you hear a knock at the door.
2: Right. You, Danny, I you mean, bother you're... me?
1: No, my, nobody's bothering brother. you, but it's it's pretty insistent. What, Danny? I mean,
2: my little brother's a
1: couple. No now. response. No, it's at your front door.
2: God damn it! All right, I'm gonna go see. Put some paints on. Go see who's at the door. Alright, All right, goddammit, I'm on my way.
1: Yeah. You throw your pants on and you eventually do go to the door, open it, and you happen to see... A, kind of a strange figure there. It's, a, it's very odd. It's a very weird feeling. I mean, as the door opens and this certain uncomfortable, inexplicable tension hits you. It's not one of your friends, it's not your brother, it's not even someone related to Scrivener's operation. It's a man. I mean, you think it's a man at least. He's dressed nicely, but he's hidden by shadows and you can't really see the features or details of him well. What you can tell is that he sees you and he smiles and then speaks in a languid voice. Thank you for letting me in. Yeah, I think you got
2: the wrong address now.
1: Oh no! I have the right address. Very much so. so to- and suddenly he turns and he walks away, just leaves. The sense of dread hits you as this guy leaves. He he vanishes into the darkness, and you're con- you're confused at first, and then you realize, wait, you think you've seen that man before. There's something about about his suit. There's something about his voice. You recognize this guy. At that point, you actually do wake up in a feverish sweat. Certain some horrific curse has befallen you. Certain you're doomed. Could you roll sanity?
2: I'm all shook up from last night. Fail.
1: Alrighty, well. Uh, Take two. Uh, I'm I'm all shook up. All shook up. Well, that's okay. Um,
2: drink some coffee. I'm. I'm actually. I'm going um, to make some coffee and just sit up the rest
1: of the night. You do that. You're too shaken to sleep. All right. I need Vicky. Just Vicky. Hello. Hey. I need, I need Vicky. Just Vicky. Oh. Yep, just Vicky. Sorry. Alrighty, Vicky. I should have made it more, more clear. I apologize. So... Uh, having a very... bizarre dream, indeed. Like, you, you don't feel quite right, Vicky. Something seems... awry.
6: Um, That's what uh, the, this dream about.
1: Well, you dream that you're running. You're running down alleyways. I mean, it was supposed to be an easy job. I mean, the boss said it would be cake. Nothing to fear. He said. He was wrong. It was a clean shot. A clean shot. Bullet went through his head, right through. Fragments of brain and bone everywhere. You remember? He was dead. You saw him fall, and then. That trumpet, that silver gleaming trumpet with the odd luster to it. You saw it flash as the jazz man played, crystalline notes echoing outward, and then the dead man arose, dancing, jerking about like a puppet of meat as its dead eyes turned to you, moaning your name. It honed in on you, grinning, and you've been running since, running for hours, trying to shake him, but he just won't give up. You're currently in a dark alleyway with a variety of garbage cans and alcoves. Exhaustion is catching up to you and can hear that undead thing coming closer, hunting you down. You have to hide. Where are you gonna hide?
6: You say there's a bunch of trash around, this there like a large dumpster or something?
1: Oh yeah, there's a dumpster, you can hide behind there. You immediately jump right in there. Yep. Your clothing be damned.
5: Yep.
1: As you jump in, you hear this odd, soft laughter. It's not the creature's raspy, wheeze laugh, it's something more sinister. <laughs> Could you roll a listener or a spot hidden for me?
6: I don't pass on either one. Mm-hmm. I got a 77 <coughs> out of 50. I oh.
1: didn't. Oh, you have no idea where that sound is coming from, but it seems close. And you just so happen kind of nervously to peek out through a corner. And uh you see off to the other side this figure kind of down in the down in the uh, alleyway, illuminated from behind. He's a tall, dark figure. You can't see his face, but he feels familiar. He's holding that silver trumpet, but he's not Leroy. He's got a feeling that makes you really uneasy, something untrustworthy about him. He's wearing- you think he's wearing a red suit, but he must be hiding something. You can't help but feel a bit like a mouse looking at a cat looking at him, and you swear he has to be watching you, even knows where you're hiding. You can swear you can feel his smirk. A few tense moments later, he turns and slips out of sight down another alleyway. Hmm. Okay. You have no idea who this guy is, but suddenly you do feel a hand. Gnarled and wet grab your leg from out of nowhere. You struggle to get free, but can't. It's too strong, and you can feel your ankle bone shatter under the force of the grip, and this is when you dare look. The hand slicked with gore, the arm half broken from wild dancing, flapping about like a dead fish. The face splattered through with a massive hole from a bullet back to front. A shriek rises in you, and this is when that thing once known as Pete Manusco, falls upon you, grinning with what's left of its face and begins tearing into your internal organs with mad glee. It's that moment. You waken. Screaming. Real sanity.
6: And I don't make that one. Uh, and 60. <laughs> Take three. three?
1: the rest of you have peaceful night's sleep very peaceful night's sleep
0: cool you
1: know when you meet back up tomorrow to go speak with uh, Scrivener you notice that Vicky and uh, and uh, Richie seem to be a little bit shaken and like they've been unable to sleep, kind of restless.
3: You guys look like shit. You sound like they barking.
1: do look like <laughs> shit.
0: You sound like barking dogs. <laughs> yeah.
2: That business was right. Got my brain barking.
0: I slept like yeah. a baby right after I took a yeah. yeah. bath.
1: Lovely mother, bu- <laughs> bubble, mother, bubble bath, Trixie, of course. Nothing but the best for a gal like you. Yeah, Richie looks like he's been kind of jittering and spending the whole night kind of awake. Must have been, like, down in the coffee pretty bad. Meanwhile, Vicky just kind of looks very tired and haggard.
0: Typical.
1: Yeah, typical. (laughs) Vicky's too exhausted to even shoot back at this point. I just ignore her. Well,
6: she
0: just went to work after we we got done with what we were doing last night.
1: Ouch.
6: You're a uh, mean one, Trixie. I'll go to work on your face in a minute if you don't shut that mouth. Meh. Lady, shut traps. <laughs> I feel better.
2: <laughs> I'm on edge.
1: And that you are, Richie, that you are. So you get in the car, you head over to Scrivener's lovely little uh, office. You're, you're welcomed in, and uh, his front, his door to his office actually is open this time, and he, most of you guys look at him, he's like, oh, come in. Did you find me anything?
2: Real bad situation.
0: Where do we begin?
1: Beginning would be a good place to start.
3: Mr. Scrivner, a connected man like yourself surely heard about some of the ruckus uh, taking place over at the speakeasy the other night.
1: Yeah, I heard there was one raided. I, It was the Blue Heaven, the one you went to?
0: Well, first off, Richie got us a lousy table with some strange fella named uh, Pete Manusco. And, so. then, and then Pete Manusco got shot right right there. Blood got all over my dress.
2: I had to get it dry cleaned. No, Mr. I, I wanna, thing. I want to tell you, Mr. Scriven, it was the only table that was available. That's true.
1: But from what I understand, it's it was a very well-packed establishment. It was fairly popular.
0: Well, until the shooting.
1: Well, I mean, I heard the feds shut it down.
0: Well, somebody called the police after the shooting. I don't know why.
1: Because there was a shooting, Trixie.
2: This uh, manuscript fella got, got his got his wig split right in half.
1: Mm.
3: That wasn't exactly where it ended, though.
1: Oh, really? Tell me. You're You're tell him the rest.
3: Well, well, well shortly after uh, our friend Pete caught a bullet to the head, uh, he got back up, which pretty impressive for a man that's just been uh, just taking a forty-four to the back of the head.
1: That's, that's not possible. A forty-four to the back of the head. You should have been dead.
3: Well, there was part of his face all over Trixie's dress, and that's kind of what we thought. But uh, sure I as would hell. Imagine so. Stood back up, started mumbling something or other. Maybe these guys can can enlighten you. But uh, walked right out the door. Dance to jig too, if you can believe it.
1: Sure, you you sure you're all right? Like you haven't you're not. Too, too late or, or drank too much you seem a little
0: well, they were they were all drinking a little bit too much oh but, please you know, by,
1: by all the
0: entire i, some I was up. perfectly sober
1: oh I'm sure and, you were dear and oh, that yeah.
0: fella got up and started dancing across the floor scared a lot of people kept saying joey, joey. and then uh,
2: it was, was more joey, like joey. No, it, was it was more like joey and uh, don't believe Trixie, she was drinking open graves all night.
0: I had one open graves.
1: Really? Open. Impressive.
0: I I And I then he got guy. hit he got hit by a silver cloud rolls. Oh wow. I think he might have been driving. I not I don't know.
1: How did he get hit if he never mind. Was he driving a car as well? Or was he? What happened? You, you're not making much sense.
0: It didn't make much sense.
1: You know what? He gets up and he forcibly pours you all strong cups of coffee. Oh. Drink that, sober up, and then you can tell me what really happened. As much as I appreciate your ability to hold your liquor, Trixie dear, and he gives you a little wink,
3: Oh, Mr. Scribner, so let's I'm try sure this we, again. I'm not sure we can spin it any other way. Uh, a man was at least attempted to be murdered. Got up, started saying the name Joey, which we came back to report to you because we're not sure if you that name means anything to you. And uh, Joey,
1: Joey.
3: now he's gone.
1: Joey, Joey,
2: Joey. You know any guys named Joey with a rat face and a trench coat?
1: I do know someone named Joey
5: like
1: that gray eyes kind of mousy brown hair joey the rat he's a he's a for-profit criminal he he jumps on board with it he worked for me a couple months ago a traitor of course i should have known
0: well we don't know anything about this mr minusco other than he was waiting for somebody and that he was a banker
1: Minusco. Yes, he is a banker. He's done a lot of banking for my business and for other businesses as well.
0: You weren't supposed to have a meeting with him last
2: night, were you?
1: No, I was busy having a nice relaxing rest, actually, if you must know.
2: You think he had anything to do with your rum getting stolen?
1: Oh, I think he exactly did. At the very least, he's connected to the Bonato gang and I think so was Joey. He was probably the one who tipped them off. I bet you anything he was.
2: He didn't seem too comfortable in the Bonato's establishment.
1: No, he wouldn't have, of course. You ask me, maybe he was set up to be assassinated.
0: Well, it's a terrible place to assassinate somebody.
1: I mean, is there a yeah. good place to assassinate somebody?
3: Yeah, yeah it's not an archipelial somewhere. What a brilliant place, you got away in all the chaos. That's for certain. Mm,
1: indeed, that is the thing about chaos. It's good for cover. Exactly.
2: Well, you want to continue you... to keep us on retainer. What? what do you want us to do next?
1: Let me tell you what. Did you uncover any evidence of potential wrongdoing, or possibly where Bonato might have? might have uh, hired Minusco from. I I know Minusco used to switch locations quite frequently.
4: Well I'm not entirely sure, but uh, maybe we found this on some on uh, yeah, and in the uh, notes. Like the uh, The card. The card. Yeah
1: okay so, so he we takes found. it card. An He's like hmm. You know I've uh actually I heard of this Morgan DePoy place. It's a, uh, it, it, it is a funeral home for, well, black. Uh, the black, uh, community, as far as I know. I haven't been there myself, but...
3: Well, this actually came flying off a gentleman that was part of the band playing last night. Uh, oh, uh, a gentleman by the name of Leroy, if that name rings Oh,
1: Leroy right. Turner, yes. He's quite the jazz player. He had a I very did.
0: strange horn.
1: Oh, really? He seems very interesting. Could you explain what it looked like?
2: And his trumpet was interesting, too.
1: Well, I'll explain what the trumpet looked like.
0: Well, it was long and silver, and, uh, and it had It was fun. really fancy.
1: Four valves, it's not very common. You know, I'm I'm quite the connoisseur of jazz myself and no, that's not common at all. And silver finish, well, quite a few trumpets have silver finishes, but.
0: I thought most of them were brass.
1: They are, but on occasion you do see a few with a silver finish. It's kind of a flourish some have. Usually, only major jazz musicians would have them, not someone who was a low two time big band jazz player for a band at the Bonato Gang's place.
0: Well, it was a crazy coincidence, but just before all of this happened, he played some new piece that he'd made called Dead Man Stomp. So I thought Hmm. that was kind of funny, but you know, it wasn't really a laughing
3: thing. Given the
1: circumstances. That is coincidental.
3: Yes, me. We owe now Leroy and I... that uh, Jazzman Johnson a, a bit of a debt. They helped us get out of there and avoid the police last night.
1: Jazzman Johnson, I do know that fellow. Real nice fellow. Red suit. Oh yes, he always was rather fashionable.
2: It, was, it, it did look real sharp, real
1: sharp. Sharp dressed man. Well. I'll tell you what. I want you to find out if you can figure out anything more about what Manusco was hiding, and if you can, maybe find out more about that trumpet. I'm rather interested, as you've seen. I'm quite a collector of the strange and intriguing, and he does have quite a few knickknacks from all over the world. Is real call. I mean, this guy has traveled a lot: Egypt, Shanghai, Japan, Kenya. South America.
2: Well, if you want that home, he'll probably sell it to you. For enough money.
1: Oh, I'm sure he would. I'd pay quite a handsome sum for such an interesting piece.
2: If I see him, I'll let him know.
1: All right. Thank you. That would be appreciative.
3: So, uh, I guess we'll, we'll head back out if there's nothing else.
1: Yes, go. Go, go. You know what you need to do.
3: Perfect. So you guys want to kind of conference up and see who wants to go where?
0: Sure.
2: Yeah. Uh, w- the uh, date on the business card was October 3rd, right? That's correct. Yeah. Is, that, is that coming up, or is it passed?
1: It's coming up. Okay.
2: Well, if we know that's where uh, Leroy will be, maybe we can we can see him there and tell him about Mr. Scribner wants to make him an offer on his horn.
1: Yeah, that's a good idea. You could catch up with Leroy there. He seemed like he was down on his luck. Surely he could use the money. Yeah, but. You'd have to be if you were running around smelling of booze late to your gig.
2: Yeah, with the with money, the- Mr. no
3: pay
1: got two new horns. Exactly. So do we all
3: want to follow up on this this horn lead, or is there is there another option for us uh, somewhere else we can we can continue to look after Mister Scrivener's supply?
1: Well, while you're uh, wandering around, kind of getting things together, you do happen to notice that in the newspaper there is a piece of information concerning what happened the other night, and let me just uh, share it with you here.
2: And if Manusco wasn't married, maybe we can also swing by his place, see what he had going on.
0: Yeah. Ow. Well, he wasn't married.
2: <clears throat> Tragedy. Local philanthropist shot dead. Tragedy struck last evening. Peter J. Minusco, prominent businessman and well-known philanthropist, was murdered in a senseless, brutal attack at the Blue Haven Ballroom. That's where we were, along with another 20 injured. The dance hall, believes to have been illegally serving alcohol, If you can believe it, was filled to capacity at the time of the horrific incident. Manusco, age 47, had no previous criminal record, but alas, even a moral man has its moments of weakness. Yeah, like when he got his head shot. (laughs) The accountant is believed to have been shot once in the back of the head by a jealous criminal, having been mistaken for a rival. Despite the man's mortal injuries, he miraculously managed to escape his assailant, only to be cut down by a passing automobile containing the very police he was attempting to seek. The shock of the man's wounds is believed to have caused mass panic, sending patrons stampeding towards the doorway. Several other patrons were injured in the ensuing chaos, although Manusco remains the only known casualty of the tragic evening. As for the perverse den of iniquity that was the scene of the accountant's demise, It had been shut down as of this morning thanks to the hard, brave work of Detective Roger Daniels of the Chicago PD. The ballroom's owner, Roland Marlowe, has been jailed on charges of bribery, illegally serving alcohol, and potential ties to the Venato gang. He currently is awaiting bail. The shooter, however, remains at large.
0: Well, that doesn't make any sense. That's not right at all.
5: Yeah. I
1: mean... Of course, it's not right at all, but yeah, know how it is. People are uh, busy. Hang on, hang on. Yeah, but they oh, said
0: they said that the police are the ones that ran him down, and that's not right. It was uh it was a Rolls.
1: Well, as you know, these uh, journalists and their fake news—you know how it is. They'll say anything to make uh, Chicago look cleaner than it really is.
3: One interesting point Makes is uh, that Roland Marlowe has ties to the Bonato gang. That, uh, that may be a worthwhile lead to see if uh, a gentleman like that might be able to point us in the right direction.
0: Yeah, I had, I had no idea that he was a stamp collector.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, so that's one thing you can do. You can try to go uh, visit Marlowe in jail. He is in jail. Does detective anybody Daniels. want to
3: risk Do- that? Detective Daniels may not care for me too much. Uh, he's been looking yeah. for me for a long time.
1: I don't he- think he's going to care for any of you. Much. Uh,
4: I I really don't like that detective fellow. I've been in run know. around a few times. Well. What you guys think I about? Mean, uh,
0: prob- so wait,
1: who's in jail? Roland Marlowe. The owner. The owner of the bar.
0: Oh, well, he wouldn't know anything. He's just a guy.
4: Maybe he knows more, but I'm not, I'm not going to take the risk of going down there.
1: Well, I mean... No, sorry. Presumably one of the ladies would be fairly under the radar. They could check.
5: Victoria? Victoria? <laughs>
6: Vicky, you have a question.
1: record? As far as you know, Vicky doesn't have much of a record. I mean,
6: no, I don't have a
2: record.
6: I could go in there.
2: Why don't uh, Why don't we send the girls down to the prison, and then uh, maybe the rest of us will try and find out Manusco's last known address?
0: I ain't going into a place like that. I'm a lady.
2: You'll find a whole lot of new suitors down there.
0: Yeah, ain't interested.
1: She's interested in bad boys, not good boys.
0: No, I'm interested in men with money.
1: That too. She only has eyes for Scrivener.
0: Not men who are incarcerated.
1: Let's let's be fair. She has eyes for Scrivener. She does not have eyes for, uh, Marlowe.
4: Come on, there, Trixie. I'm pretty sure you can go for a man, Marlowe
1: sure he has a lot of money. Uh, well, he does own the bar.
0: He's also incarcerated.
1: Yeah, he's also in jail. That's a problem. I thought you liked bad
0: boys. I'll go if I must.
6: With Here's a question. Do we know of if any any cops that are on the take?
1: Oh, yeah, you know plenty.
6: <laughs> Maybe they can get us in there to see him. Then maybe we could work out a deal to get him. Very
1: possibly. You very much could. You could bribe him. That's a brilliant idea, Vicky.
0: We could just use our charm to get in there.
1: Yeah, your enormous amounts of charm.
0: Absolutely. We'll just say that we're visiting him. Nobody's going to stop a couple of cute dames going in there and visiting a guy in the prison. He's in the jail, right? Not the prison.
1: He's in jail, not prison. They're waiting on trial. He's being held on on trial for for the trial.
0: Well, let's go. Let's do it. All right, what are All right. we going well, to What, doing are, that, we, what, what are, are we what are we supposed to ask this fella?
1: Well, maybe his take on the whole situation.
3: I think the best thing we could possibly do is find out the the best way to track down the Bonato gang.
1: There we go. Connected to Uh
2: oh, what happened? Maybe if we're trying to find, maybe if we're trying to find the Bonatos, maybe uh we just uh is can can Marlo be released on bail? We should just bail him out. Good.
5: Goodbye.
3: Well, hey, if kind of you uh, is, uh, if you free him, he'll owe you a favor.
1: He will.
2: Well, we could uh we could invoice with discriminator for it. After the fact, we have we got our big uh, advance.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 You're busting a guy out of of jail who we don't even know.
2: Oh, then he'll take us to the Bonados.
0: He might not know the Bonados.
2: He works. He, he might how know he other see?
1: leads, though.
0: Well, guys, do what you want.
6: <clears throat> do we know how much his bail is? That's the other question.
1: Surely if you bribe the cops enough, or the right cops enough.
3: We did rack up a sizable bar tab. I don't know how much money we have left.
0: Oh, I thought we you got out before
1: spent... we paid. Yes, you got out before you paid.
5: Oh yeah. <laughs> You're
1: criminals. You don't need to
6: pay for booze. Besides, don't remind them. I'm
5: so what's our good.
2: so what, what's our plan, Fellas? What, what are we actually trying to accomplish here?
6: I'm trying to get the location of the these these suits that we, we need to get.
3: Yeah, I think, I think half of us, wh- whatever half won't draw too too much suspicion goes to take a look at the horn. And then the ladies, I think, are probably the best bet for, I don't care how you do it, <laughs> bribe them or charm them or whatever, but bust that dude out of jail. Well, just to
2: get the timeline right, is it is it October 3rd? Is this the, the date that we expected Leroy to show up at the funeral home?
1: It's October 2nd. Okay. So you still have a day.
2: What, what do you guys think about uh, going by uh, Manusco's place? If we can find out where he lived.
5: I'd be in for that.
6: Yeah, we should All know right. where he okay. lives now. <clears throat> we have his, his wallet, his ID. You do have his
1: ID. That's a great and point. You do know where he lives.
0: Okay. Well, Vicky, let's go. You boys do that, and we'll do this.
2: Okay, I'll take the uh, the ID that has the address.
1: All righty.
0: And I'll go with Richie.
1: Well, let's go with the ladies first.
0: Now, Vicky, what sort of plan should we do? You're the brains of the operation.
1: But you reckon.
6: Um...
0: Should we make up a story so that when we're talking to this fellow, we can tell him that... Uh, we need to locate the Bonato's. Um, everything depends on it. Make yeah. him worry and think sure. that he's why? in trouble.
6: Yeah, why not?
0: Because he doesn't know who we are.
6: He doesn't. And he fucked up last night. You know, cops are in his estab- in their establishment, so...
1: Exactly, Bonato's going to be pissed out off if he finds out that, and he will find it out.
0: If he reads the newspaper, he found it out already.
1: Yeah. All right. All right. So you head on over to the the uh, police station, playing the part of innocent young women looking to uh, talk to somebody in there or well, I, get course. information
0: make all of the moves necessary to show off my attributes
1: of course and, your uh, attributes are the best part of you
0: while they're somewhat somewhat distracted I just say to the guy the precinct officer behind the thing mm-hmm. we're here to see Mr. menudo menudo mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah uh, yeah uh, you 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 lovely ladies and uh, your your assets you had uh, right back that way second second to, second to sell down.
0: Thank you, honey.
1: Yeah. He's too distracted. So
5: we head
1: on after, after heading on in, you hear another guy come in and see the guy, see, see the prison officer drooling and be like, you idiot! Who was that for? So you guys head on in and you, uh, you do see Mr. Marlowe sitting in a cell. His suit from last night, rumpled up.
0: Hello, yeah. Mr. Malo.
1: Hey, uh, what's a couple nice young ladies like you coming in here for? And he smirks with this charming little smile.
0: I look around to see these two nice ladies that he's talking about. And I, uh, <laughs> I say, I don't see any nice ladies here.
1: <laughs> well, really, I must be in heaven because I'm seeing two angels right here.
6: Well.
1: Wow. So you want to want to tell me what's up? What's going wh- why you're here? Or... You Got to be here for some reason.
6: Yeah. I tell them that we're we're here to um we're looking for the the what's the name of those guys again? The Banados. The Banados. Banados. we know that you can point us in the right direction.
0: Well, we know what happened last night and uh
1: <sighs> oh yeah i saw the whole thing
0: something we need to take care of now
1: yeah tell you i i i just remember seeing that guy get iced and then get up start walking around
6: who do you know about that guy
0: it was crazy
1: uh, I, met, I met that guy before uh what's his name uh belcido no 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 uh God, what's his name? Pete Minusco—that's his name, Minusco.
6: He happened at your <clears throat> at your place of employment frequently.
1: No, not not really, but uh, let's just say I uh, I know a guy who knows a guy.
0: We all know guys who know guys.
1: Well, I don't remember much after seeing him walk around. I just fainted dead, and I woke up here.
6: You know why somebody would try to ice him?
1: Presumably, he, uh, well, he, he's a, uh, banker of sorts. He wor- he works with, uh, works with a, uh, few, uh, clients like my employer. All right. He, uh, <laughs> provides them money and stuff, Make sure their affairs are in order.
6: So he's, sort well, of, I... he's sort of a neutral in,
4: Yeah,
1: in, yeah, he's, uh, a, he's a neutral guy. I suppose but, one yeah.
0: does need some cash in order to support one's hobbies.
1: Right. Of course. Well, you see, uh,
6: I'm thinking that not only does he work for your bosses, but he may work for other bosses. So I don't see anybody who wants to. You want to. Yeah, who wanted
1: like if you ask me, he must have made some sort of big mistake, see? Otherwise why would he have been iced? Now I don't I don't know who who iced him. I don't know I don't know who sent him. What is that
6: rat kid, kid, guy's name? That rat. The the Johnny mm-hmm. Joey? No, the Joey Joey Joey.
1: Joey the rat,
6: yeah. Joey the rat. Who does he work? Oh,
1: for? I know all about him. He's uh he works for everybody and anybody. Anyone who will hire him.
5: Well,
0: somebody hired him.
1: Yeah, someone hired him, but I'm I'm not at, at liberty to say that. I I wouldn't know. I'm not in charge of that.
6: You're not at liberty to say.
0: Well, no. we're. Uh, how do I say this? Um, it's important that we understand what the problem is. We have people we report to too
1: well, I'm aware so, you do ladies uh could you guys roll me a charm or a persuade or fast talk or you betcha hell even intimidate I don't know how intimidating two women are, but
0: uh, it's not my strong suit is intimidation but my I got a strong suit out of 70. Suit. what'd you get
6: thirteen out of seventy yeah well, mm.
1: victor Victoria is uh, pouring on the charm, and she's like, Oh, no, come on, you can tell me. You can tell me. He's like, Well, That's all right, not breathe, sweetheart.
0: She showed a nip.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, she showed a nip.
3: That's what 13 out of 70 gets you.
1: He just does one of those things. <laughs> Gives a little giggle on a slide It, like, okay. it was a
3: little warm in here. I, I also
0: passed. I passed with better. It's getting, uh, that getting
1: hot, and he is. It's just me, ladies. Now I know I'm in heaven. Maybe I'm in hell. God. Sinned so much already. But uh yeah, um as far as I know, well uh, last couple people who hired him, I think uh he worked with Scrivna at some point. Nathan Scrivna. Scrivna.
5: Yeah. And uh Ooh. I
1: think he worked for Bonato a couple times. He worked for uh he worked for, God, he worked for everybody and anybody, but I am I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure Bonato and Scrivna were the last people to hire him.
0: Well, do you know where we can find the banadas?
1: I wouldn't know. They got warehouses all over.
0: Do they ever come to your club?
1: Oh, of course, all the time. I'm telling you, uh Mr. Bonado, he's a uh he's a real intimidating guy. Uh, you you ladies best uh stay away from him. He he's you not uh, a...
6: <laughs> we don't plan to go anywhere near him. Again, we
1: good, good. I mean, like
6: they,
1: he's a lecher. You tell, I'm telling you, he'll, he'll, he'll try to charm you, and then he'll break your heart, ladies.
6: Hmm. So, <sighs> wait, do you have an address? I know you know. Something.
1: I got an what? address about five different warehouses. I can give you those.
6: But no central
1: location. No, he wouldn't have told me the central location. I'm not that high up in the ranks, see?
0: So you don't even know where he lives? No. Do you have any idea of how to get in contact with him?
1: With uh, Bonato or with uh, Minusco? Minusco's dead.
0: With Bonato. I don't care if you want... (laughs) For Mr. Minusco's number.
1: Well, uh... I can can, uh, pull my resources... And see what I can do. I can't do much in here, but if you can get me out of here, I'll see what we'll I can do.
6: We'll work on that. You gotta, do, right. you gotta make sure that you
1: You know, I didn't I did hear one interesting little tidbit one little tidbit that uh really uh caught my ear. I heard the police coming through here, the was coming through here. They were saying something about uh when they found Manusco's body, he was uh not only like cut in half at the waist from the car, he, the bullet, it went through his head and something like half his brain was blasted out. him. There's so no way he would have been able to walk around.
0: And yet he did, so.
1: Yeah, well, that's what bothers me. i telling you, the
6: what do they know? I don't know. I heard stories about stuff like that just... before. People getting I've... shot like that. I and... didn't.
1: It's weird, because I mean, I've been having, ever since I've been copping all this, I've been having these weird dreams, too. Nightmares. Not just about, well, about this guy in a a suit. Red suit. Red suit. Red suit. You've been having them too? I had it
6: last
0: night. I don't know what you're talking about.
6: Of course you don't. He slept like a baby, remember?
1: Yep. Yeah, I was... I dreamed that I was being chased down by Manuso and uh, killed me, brutally. Mm-hmm. Ripped me open. Yep.
6: Sounds just about right. Well,
0: you've been under a lot of stress lately. Yeah. Yeah. Go
1: figure, I thought... I don't know, now I'm even more worried, I just... Look, it's 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 nothing to worry your pretty little heads about. Just to uh, work on get me out of here, and I'll see what I can do to help you out. All right.
0: So I uh, walk back one. out, and I uh, with with Vicky, I guess, and uh, I go back up to the precinct uh, desk. And so, um, what's the bail on Mister Menudo? I mean, Mister
1: Marlowe.
0: Marlowe, Mister Marlowe.
1: Well, uh... You know, he rattles off some number that's fairly high.
0: So, I'll tell Mr. Scrivener that it's a fairly high number.
6: <laughs> well, how about... this? You know, can, I, can I try to negotiate the price down?
1: Sure. Use your assets to negotiate the price down. Haggle hey, with him a little bit.
6: Yeah, I'll say, um... Um... If you lower the price a bit, you know, um, you stop by my, my place of employment, and uh, we'll set you up with uh, some good service for about a month.
1: Well, uh, you're going to have to roll Persuade, Charm, something like that.
6: And I got a 60 out of 70, so...
1: Oh, he's so absolutely into you, he's like, yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, sure, yeah. Busy looking at your assets.
5: Mm-hmm. Alright, so.
1: Yeah, you successfully negotiate the price of bail down, which <laughs> is very illegal.
6: Oh, yeah. So it's prostituting,
1: but. Yeah, I mean, you uh slip him your address and uh, give him yeah. a wink and... Like, yeah, yeah, uh, w- whatever you, you ladies want. And turn, he looks at Trick he's like, how about her? What's a price, huh?
0: I need for sale. I'm insulted. I walk out.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, uh, sorry, ladies. Sorry, ladies. God, you did it again. You did it again. And he just kind uh, of no, shrinks. I, the I, I, out.
6: I, I, I put a, a, a chinsible hand on his shoulders. I'm like... Want her anyway, she's got creds. Oh, yeah, I could, one I
1: of could, them. Uh, but if
6: but if you're if you're looking for somebody that's twice as good looking, I can set you up with something else too.
1: Oh, I believe you. I believe okay. you. So yeah, you negotiate and uh, you successfully haggle the price down to a much not as high number, much more reasonable. You can take the he could probably get him out.
6: Okay.
1: Yeah. Sounds good. Right now I don't think we're gonna have quite the time to go into what happens looking in at Bonato's place. we can get to it next time. But unless you guys want to go over a little bit. It's up to you, Tom.
0: Well, it's up to everybody else.
1: Up to everybody. I'm good. You can hold off to next time if you want. All right. That works well, that's cool all I've got work. for the night. I hope all you guys enjoyed that. All
0: that's right. Cool. Cool. All right. Let's go ahead and finish this thing. Our players included Corey Heist Ed, Kurt LeBlanc, Wayne Worthy, Joshua Hook, and uh, Fred Carter with Jim Coulter as the keeper of the secrets. We're currently producing four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. Patrons of our show can now enjoy recordings of our pre- and post-game conversations when we first publish them. Some of the funniest and most interesting stuff occurs before and after the show. If you'd like to become a Patreon, a patron, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar or two a month will help us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We love hearing from you. This is Tom Reilly, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.